I want to read from Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 through to verse 7 and we've looked um, at various parts of Ephesians chapter 1 prior to this and in particular we looked at verse 3 but I'm going to read it again just for context blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace now this passage in Ephesians uh, stretching from verse 3 through to verse 14 I believe is possibly one of the uh, the most beautiful passages that's in uh, scripture scripture always has its own beauty of course but just the structure of the words that Paul uses uh, is something that is extremely beautiful but before we look into it I just want us to consider three things that first of all number one we are entering into holy ground when we look at this passage in scripture we truly are we're delving into things <clears throat> that belong to the wisdom of God uh, things that we cannot always apprehend in our lives uh, so we need to be careful how we tread when we come into the presence of God when we look at these words the second thing is that uh, one of the recurring expressions is that this is for God's glory that's why these things were done they were done for the glory of God I'll talk about that again in a minute and then thirdly <clears throat> not only is it for God's glory but it is for the believers benefit it is for the benefit of those who have come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and Paul in this passage describes something about that redemption uh, and what it means but first of all verse 4 he chose us in him that's in Christ before the foundation of the world now foundation there simply means in eternity before anything was made now I don't want you to think uh, it's very difficult isn't it the concept that we have of time to think beyond existence to what was prior to our uh, the existence prior to nature's existence and all that we see and, and know uh, well prior to that in eternity there was God God wasn't lonely he didn't make the world and all that's in it because he was lonely you need to remember that God is three persons God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit and there was this relationship this nature between the three in one uh, that was surpasses anything that we can think of God was not lonely because he was in this relationship within himself and it's uh, it's it surpasses our thoughts when I was a child um, of 11 and uh, one day at school uh, 
uh, during one of the teaching periods, one of our teachers was sick or for some reason wasn't in attendance. So the headmaster came in and he had an hour or so to occupy. So he, he started off with a question. And uh, this is around about 1974. Uh, and he said, he asked us, what's going to happen in the year 2000? He, see, even then, back then, they were thinking of the millennium bug and all that. And uh, anyway, I looked at the uh, teacher, the headmaster, who was, to me, as 11, elderly, white hair. Oh, I've turned into him. 